Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring today's episode. Do you struggle on a day-to-day basis with staying happy and finding the drive to achieve your goals? As someone who has struggled for years with anxiety and depression, I understand how much of a fight it can be every day. That's where BetterHelp comes in. BetterHelp assesses your personal needs and matches you with one of their licensed professional therapists. You can start communicating within 48 hours of registration, and it's not a crisis line or self-help. It's real, professional therapy done from the comfort of your own space. BetterHelp has a network of 20,000-plus therapists that are available to clients worldwide. You can log in and send a message to your therapist at any time and get timely and thoughtful responses. And you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you'll never have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room again. Because let's be real, therapy is intimidating enough. It should be as comfortable as possible. BetterHelp is also committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so it's super easy to change therapists if you need to. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional therapy, especially since financial aid is available, because BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. To get started on a path to a happier life, visit betterhelp.com slash therapy. That's better, H-E-L-P, and join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. There's also a special offer for Unit Therapy listeners. If you guys use the link betterhelp.com slash therapy to register, you'll get 10% off your first month. Again, that's better, H-E-L-P.com slash therapy. Start healing your mental health today. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Welcome to You Need Therapy, the happy people podcast. Or in more realistic terms, the mental health podcast for young adults, where we talk about everything mental health related, and we have the conversations that no one wants to have because they're uncomfortable. So welcome to the community. I'm so glad you're here, and let's hop right in. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. Um, if you're new here, my name is Emily. I'm the host of You Need Therapy, and I'm here to help you through all of your mental health ups and downs. I have to say this at the beginning of each episode, just to really make it clear, I am not a licensed professional in any way, shape, or or form. I have no training in this and I'm really just, I I don't know who gave me the idea that I was qualified to uh to do a podcast on mental health when I'm absolutely off the rails. But here we are. Um if you are not new here, thank you so much for continuing to come back and listen and be a part of this family and support me and I love each and every one of you so 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 much. Um If you are new here, we start each episode with what I like to call the life breakdown. And I really just kind of like loop you guys in on what's going on since last time we talked. And just really, it's it's just my my, uh, time to vent a little of everything that's going on. Um, As always, if you want to share your life breakdown with me or if you just want to say, hey, you want to be best friends, you need help with something, you want to send me cute pictures of, I don't know, like otters, um feel free to message me on Instagram. I always have um, both my personal Instagram and the Instagram for the podcast linked in the description of the episode as well as the description of the podcast. So feel free to shoot me a message on either of one of those. I always answer. 
I love talking to you guys. It literally makes my week, my day, my whole life when I get messages from you guys. So hopping right in. Um, I have to talk about it. I have to. And I know this might be annoying. Like I'm not trying to be one of those people, but I have to talk about it because I am going to Coachella, guys. Literally this weekend. Literally, I leave tomorrow. I'm on a plane to Utah to meet my best friend in Utah. And then we're road tripping to Cali from Utah and we are going to Coachella. Like today is April 20th. Coachella is second week to, weekend two is on the 22nd. Like we're going and I literally I can't I can't quite wrap my head around it yet. Like it still doesn't feel feel real that it's happening. Like I'm sure it'll feel more real when I'm on a plane tomorrow or like driving to California. But as of right now, it does not feel real in any capacity. And I'm freaking out a little bit. I'm freaking out. I have all my outfits. I have to pack. I'm not ready though. <laughs> I'm not ready. I'm like, I don't, I'm like, I don't know why I'm nervous. It's not like I'm going in like I'm the one performing. But I'm nervous. Like you you would absolutely think the nerves that I have, like you would absolutely think I was the one performing. And I'm not sure why I'm nervous. Like it, it's our first time going. So, like, that probably is it a little bit. I don't know. I don't know what to expect. And I'm a little I'm a little shaky about it. But I'm so excited. And, yeah. That's all I'll talk about it. Because I know it gets annoying when people, like, do that. But I had to. I had to share. I had to. Um, anyway. Next on the list. Um, so, I made a joke a couple weeks ago. Oh, also, i first like to address why I didn't upload an episode last week. Because I was totally going to. And I... I did, in fact, record an episode, but here's the thing. I listened to it back before I uploaded, and I just hated it. Like, I, when I was doing the outline for it and I was planning for it, I really liked the topic. I really liked all the bullet points I made, but then I went to record it, and the way that, like, I just couldn't get my words out to express what I had written down and I just hated it. Like, I didn't like the content. I didn't like the quality of it. I didn't like anything. And I would much rather skip a week than put out something that I wasn't proud of, something that I thought was a piece of shit. I just didn't want to do that. So, we didn't upload last week. So, I apologize for that. However, we're back this week with an episode I'm very excited to do. And I'm just gonna, I feel a lot better with. So, here we are for that. Um, but I did, anyway, I made a joke a couple, I think it was, yeah, a couple weeks ago, last episode about something about, I always talk about my book recommendations, um, during the life breakdown, and we're just gonna actually change this podcast to, um, Emily's Book Club, so welcome back to Emily's Book Club, and, um, this week we're talking about, um, two different books, actually, so I finished um shoot what was it called love hypothesis love hypothesis the love hypothesis by Allie Hazelwood when I tell you that book had me like giggling and blushing the whole time like an idiot it was the cutest thing also for those of you who are like you know into uh into sex scenes and books 23 pages long we have a 23 page sex scene in uh in the love hypothesis and 
And I will say, if you then go on to Allie Hazelwood's, um, like, newsletter online, she has a um, free downloadable PDF of that same chapter that the sex scene is, but it's in the other person's point of view. So, like, that's all I have to say about that. Um, But it was really such a good book. It was so cute. I adored it. And then, oh, my God, you guys. And then... I finished that and then I I started reading November 9 by Colleen Hoover. I've never read a Colleen Hoover book before but I know she's been getting a lot of hype on like Instagram and TikTok and all that so I was like okay we'll see. I didn't want to read the it ends with us whatever like because that was super hyped up. I was like I don't want to I don't want to read the super hyped up book. So I got the like book that was kind of getting hyped up but not quite as much so I got November 9. When I tell you I have never ever been on a more emotional roller coaster in my life like I was sobbing I was laughing I was like kicking my feet and shit like it was probably one of the best books I will ever read not even gonna lie like the writing was incredible the plot twist incredible everything about it was just impeccable so I absolutely recommend November 9 I read that book in a day in a single day because it was that good and I didn't want to put it down. Did I get anything else done in that day? Absolutely not. But you know what? It was okay. It was worth it. Absolutely, absolutely recommend. Now I have to go get It Ends With Us and every single other Colleen Hoover book because I love her writing. Um, One of my friend's moms recommended her book. What was it called? Verity, I want to say it was called. She said that was really good. So forget that. I'm just, all my money goes to books. That's, I swear to God. Anyway, so that's um, Emily's book club recommendations. If any of you have read The Love Hypothesis or November 9, please, please, I swear to God, like I'm begging you, DM me about it. And I, like, I need people to talk to about these because (laughs) my mom, well, my mom, I like, I give her my books after I read them. And I'm like, okay, you need to read these now because I need someone to talk to about it. She hasn't read them yet. She hasn't gotten through them yet. So, like, I need people to talk to about it. So, if you read either one of those, please message me. And we can, maybe we can start a real book club. I want to start a book club. That'd be fun. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Um, What else do I have to share? Um, oh, big freaking news, you guys. I'm so excited about this. We're going to have a new guest in a couple of weeks. And I am so excited about this one. I have I have a person coming on to talk about um, intuitive eating and disordered eating and healing from disordered eating. And I think that is such a freaking, such an important topic. And I'm so excited to be getting inside. She's a registered dietitian. Her name is Emily. Fun fact. We have, we're name twins. Um, but she's going to come on and talk and, and I'm so excited to, to talk about the topic because I genuinely have so many questions and I'd love to get insight on, on a bunch of this and I'm sure a bunch of you would too. So we're getting that insight. She'll be on in a couple weeks and I'm so excited for that. I love interviewing people. It's literally since doing this podcast, like that's become one of my favorite things about it. I adore doing the interview. Like I've, I've always been interviewed and like, 
all that, but I, I was never like the one to do the interviewing and now I've done it multiple times and it's literally so fun. I'm like, I feel so professional and it's just, oh, anyway, so yeah, we have a new guest. Very excited about that. Get excited for that. Yeah. Um, what else? I don't think I have anything else, um, to share. I think that was all I really wanted to, wanted to do. I'm trying to film this episode really quickly because I do in fact have a bunch of shit to do before I leave tomorrow. But you know what? This comes first. This is more important. So here we are. Um, yeah, so we're going to hop into the episode and starting off this episode, um, I'd first like to acknowledge that April is sexual assault awareness month. And I know we're kind of towards the end of April now, um, but I still wanted to get an episode in that kind of touches on all of this um, because it is really important to talk about. So April is Sexual Assault Awareness Month. Um, if any discussions of sexual assault or talking about consent, saying no, any of those things are going to be triggering at all. Please don't listen to this episode. I won't get offended if you don't listen. I don't want anyone to, um, to you know, any any anything triggering. I don't want that to happen. So if any of this you think could be triggering to you at all, please hop off now and we will see you in the next episode. Um, but if you think you're going to be okay or if you are okay listening with someone else maybe, then stay on and we will chat and we're going to be gentle about the topic. And for any sexual assault victims... I, my heart is with you. Um, I am with you. I've been through it too. I love each and every one of you and you are all so strong and we are here together. We are virtually holding hands and we got this. We got this. So that being said, let's get into the episode. So for this week's episode, I really wanted to talk about consent and saying no. Um, Specifically on the the saying no part, I really wanted to talk about this because it is something I genuinely have such a hard time doing. And I don't know if anybody else is in the same boat, but I cannot say no. I'm a people pleaser. Through and through, to my fucking bones, I'm a people pleaser. Everyone's feelings, opinions, everything always go before mine. And that's just how I've always been. And I'm, I really try to work on it. I do, but I have not been successful yet. (laughs) And, um, I'm, I'm a hardcore people pleaser. And so that's kind of where that comes in a lot, but we need to discuss saying no, because it is something so important that we all need to learn how to do more confidently and, without thinking about it, without, you know, giving ourselves time to talk ourselves out of saying no, you know what I mean? Um, so I, in March, I was working, I was on set and after we wrapped, um, for the evening, the director was like, Hey, do you want to, because we had been kind of getting close and we had been bonding, she was like, do you want to like go, you know, have like have a drink and sit down on the porch and just like talk? Because we were up in this beautiful cabin um, in the mountains shooting on location. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, hell yeah, I do. That sounds amazing. And we ended up having the most like heartfelt 
just deep conversation ever. And it was mainly surrounding saying no. Um, And what kind of sparked this and triggered this conversation was while we were on set, um, one of the crew members, while I was on a break, they had like approached me and asked me out. And I get real anytime I've ever been asked out or kind of, you know, like flirted with in public, um, like face to face with people I don't know, I get really flustered and I don't know how to really approach the situation. I don't know who else is like that, but I, I am like that and I get so flustered and my immediate like instinct, my go-to kind of reaction is to just say, okay, and just say, yeah. And then I, I figure out how to get out of it later. Um, and I was, I was telling our director this and she was like, so that's like, don't do that. (laughs) That's bad. Let's, let's, let's not. Um, and one of the reasons that we talked about is like saying, not being able to say no in light, you know, lighthearted, not super serious situations like that trains your brain to then when you get into maybe not so easy situations and kind of more dangerous situations where you need to say no and you need to, you know, fight back and and, and all this, like, if you get into this constant routine of just saying yes to spare other people's feelings to make sure everybody else feels okay is going to put you into some bad situation. So you need to get your your brain and your body and everything on the same page and get used to being able to say no with confidence and not, you know, like if it's in situations of like, you know, getting asked out, like you don't need to be a bitch about it. You don't need to be horrible about it unless they're being horrible to you, then you can snap right back. But you know, just being like, hey, not really interested. Thanks, no thanks. Um, really easy, like, stuff like that. But if you can't say no in situations like that, how do you expect yourself to say no in, you know, more heated situations? Um, a good example of this, a little story time. And I don't, this might be a little personal, but you know what? We're all about personal and uh, being personal and being vulnerable on this podcast. So I'm going to share it anyway. So little story time of Emily losing her virginity. Yeah, it's great. Um, I really only lost it because I was worrying about what the other person was thinking, not because I wanted to have sex. Um. And the thing is, like, me and this person were, the night before, like, we're, like, we were drinking and, like, we're fooling around and, you know, making out and, like, all that stuff. And then the day after, he was, like, we were were sober and he was, like, he wanted to essentially, the words he used was, like, finish what we started last night. And I, when it got to the point, like, of the night, I just did it want to like I wasn't in the mood I was tired from the day like 
just nothing in my body was like screaming like oh my god yeah like let's have sex I was like I literally just want to go to bed but he wanted to and I felt bad because I and this is this is the here's where you know is the fun part I was like well I felt like I kind of teased him the night before then if I didn't have sex with him now because like oh if I was making out and you know we were fooling around the night before then if I don't have sex with him now like that was teasing and that was rude of me and I don't want to be a bitch if you have the same mindset as me and if you have ever had that thought ever no (laughs) we need to not think that because you absolutely have every right to change your mind at any point of what you want to do and guess what fooling around and making out that might be your boundary line and you don't want to go past that so no it's not teasing you were just doing things that you were comfortable with and you don't owe them anything else if you don't want to but that's where like my mind was at I was like well like I guess it's kind of like my responsibility now, even though I didn't really want to. Again, I was really tired, not in the mood at all. And I was just like, I was kind of just, I ended up being put into like, oh my God, okay, like, let's just get it over. So like, you're happy and then I can go to bed, which is like horrible. That's a horrible mindset to have. Cause like the thing is also like, it's just, if, if both people are not in the mood at all like it's not gonna be good anyway and so it was like that that it was that was just hard like I didn't really want to but I felt like I kind of owed it so like I was like you know what like okay sure and like it was consensual don't get me wrong like it was absolutely consensual but it was only consensual because like I you know kind of didn't know how to say no and and you know because that people pleaser in me was like okay well like it'll make him happy like he wants to so that's the important part like that's part that you need to focus on and that is absolutely not the mindset that you need to have you need to be focused on yourself and how are you feeling you know in any situation of like hey do I really want to do this or am I just doing this to make sure that the other person is happy that the other person is content no listen to you listen to your brain listen to your body what do you want out of a situation and you know and I I know there's a lot of times when we also don't say no because we are genuinely scared to because we think we're gonna you know get in trouble we think someone's gonna get mad at us and I'm not even talking about just in in sexual situations like in in any situations like this this can mean like in work when your boss asks you to you know cover somebody else's shift but like you already had made plans and you were sticking to these plans but hey boss is gonna be happy and this other person clearly has something else to do and like it'll make them happy if I cover the shift so I'll just go ahead and I'll do it no you need to honor yourself and what you want and and be able to say no in every situation but it's hard and that's why I'm saying in these smaller situations like getting asked out your boss wanting to you to cover somebody else's shift or do extra paperwork or work way later 
practice being able to say no in those situations so when those kind of more high intensity situations come up that your body is in a routine of being able to say no and again I know way easier said than done absolutely way easier said than done like this is something I'm absolutely gonna have to work on like I am right here with you holding your guys's hands as we're working through this because this is not an easy thing to do at all um and this is hard this is hard and it's not a it's not an easy habit to break either just that constant like being the yes man and and sure if that's what you want like that's a horrible horrible I hate that phrase whatever you want if that's what you want and the thing is I hate it but I say it constantly like when I'm asked oh hey where do you want to go to dinner I'm like wherever you want that's fine whatever you want to do like I, I don't care it's up to you when in fact like most of the time I do have an opinion or I do you know but I'm just I don't want my opinion to be wrong I don't want you know to make the other person upset so whatever you want and yeah and that's kind of like the 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 mindset that I had unfortunately like having sex I was like yeah okay like whatever you want like I'm just like I'm here (laughs) whatever you want so like don't do that don't do that no um and I think to to be able to um get into this practicing of saying no to get your your mind into a a routine and comfortable saying no like you physically have to practice this is what my my director and I were talking about she was like look into the like kind of like write out essentially a little like script for yourself kind of like a go-to in like situations of getting asked out situations of like standing up to you know your boss or you know, whatever situation that you're going to need to say no into, like, get, like, little scripts written out for yourself and physically practice them. Like, say it out loud. Like, you can look in the mirror. You can just, like, walk around your house doing it. But, like, get into the routine of saying it and remembering it and knowing it. Because then if you're kind of doing that, it can be a little easier when you get in that situation. Because, like, for me, again, like I was saying, like, getting asked out, when it's just like really random out of the blue like that, I get so unbelievably flustered to where my brain just shuts down and I go on autopilot and that's why the, okay, yeah, sure, comes out. Like, no. If you're someone who gets really flustered very easily like that, and like I'm literally doing it, like write out little little scripts for yourself of, of what you can say. So then your brain is gonna default to that instead of the whatever you want. Because our brain should default to what we want and to what's going to make us comfortable. <coughs> I'm sorry. Um, and again, this happens like the the not being able to say no happens a lot when you're an empath and when you, you know, are a people pleaser. It's also going to happen a lot when you've had some sort of sexual trauma. Um. Because that's what, especially, I mean, I think at all, but I also think like a lot for people who are sexually assaulted when they were younger, because that kind of being able to say no was taken away from us at such a, at, you know, such a young age, such a developmental age, um, it, you know, 
I think our brain, again, kind of defaults to that. Whatever you want. Sure. Whatever. Um, and it's hard. But if, if, you, if you practice that, then you can kind of train your brain on, on a new default. Because you should never, ever be put into situations that make you uncomfortable in bad ways. Because here's the thing, here's the thing. There are situations that can be uncomfortable, but it's in good ways because it's you're trying something new, you're taking a risk, and it could be beneficial. Yes, that uncomfortability in situations is good. However, being in being uncomfortable in situations like in a bad way where you don't feel safe, you feel like your anxiety is peaking a lot, like all those things, you should not have to be in those situations at all, ever. And, you know, when you get asked out in public, when you get catcalled, when somebody tries to start flirting with you, it can be just super flustering and and just really stressful. But again, let's together retrain our brains, kind of fix our default, and remember that the number one person you should be pleasing, if you're a people pleaser, should be yourself above everyone else. And I've said this phrase a million times, your cup needs to be full before you can pour into anybody else's cup. If your cup is empty, what are you pouring into other people's cups? No, focus on you first. Take care of you and then worry about other people. But don't worry about other people so much that it's hurting you mentally and causing you mental strain and discomfort and anything but happiness. <coughs> Sorry, I'm like dying. Um, this is this is something the director said that like really I like started bawling like a baby when we were talking about saying no, and and I had kind of told her my my history with sexual assault, and she was like, she at the end of talking about that, she was like, as an adult now. She's like, you say no for that six-year-old little girl that couldn't say no. And that's when, like, the tears started coming. And I was like, okay. I was like, oh, my God. (coughs) But, like, that also really hit me. I was like, oh, shit. Like, yeah. Because I... I think, and I I think especially this will reach out to people who are people pleasers, is that we're always focused on other people. Let's take that focusing on other people... And focuses on that younger version of you. Or that version that was, you know, at whatever age you had assault. Or whatever it is. Like, focus on that version of you that's looking up to you now. The other little um, kind of th- saying I wanted to to tap on is something that, I don't know... If any of you are Elizabeth Olsen fans here. But I'm a huge Elizabeth Olsen fan. And I watched an interview with her. And she once talked about how saying no is a full sentence. No is a full sentence. You do not need to explain yourself. You don't need to explain why you're saying no to this. All you have to say is no. And that is enough. No is a full sentence. You don't need to go beyond that if you don't want to. Um, and I, I just think I love that. Like, I think that's so important to remember that your feelings 
And what she want does not have to be justified to another person ever. You don't have to to explain yourself ever. So remember that. No is a full sentence. Um, the next thing I wanted to talk about is it's it's stemming off of off of this, but I really <coughs> sorry. I really wanted to talk about consent. Um, and I wanted to hit on a couple different points of talking about consent. So first of all, I wanted to talk about consent being needed for everything. Sorry, if you can hear that, my dog is like walking. Lay down. She's just staring at me. <laughs> um, anyway, so first, yeah, consent is needed for any type of physical thing every type of touch and I really this like I I knew I wanted to talk about this and touch on this um a couple days ago when the New York Times released an article about um ballet ballet companies and my dog's walking again and um how intimacy coordinators are now being brought in for for when they're choreographing because touch is a huge part of dance it always has been you know that's part of your job however it can get you know carried away a lot of times and you know people can take advantage of that and do inappropriate touch and and even if you know you're you're signing up for a job that is going to involve a lot of touch that does not mean you have to completely throw away your boundaries and make yourself uncomfortable so consent is needed for everything every type of physical touch every type of anything consent is needed and I I think this is really important I so I'm an actress and I in August did my I I started my first feature film and there were a couple different very intimate scenes and again we had an intimacy coordinator because that's a big thing um something you need in in the industry however something that the intimacy coordinator said right off the bat has it really stuck with me um because she was like let me know your personal boundaries and we'll work around those she's like if I choreograph a scene and you are uncomfortable with something that you are doing in the scene you tell me and we change the scene you don't change your boundaries we change the circumstances and so I was like whoa because you know I think going in I had this mindset of like I'm probably going to have to do stuff that's going to make me really uncomfortable. And I was like, and I'll just suck it up because I'm signing up for this. And I know that's the job. And like, you know, and, and she made it very clear that she's like, you don't change anything about yourself. You don't change any of your boundaries. The scene and the choreography changes for you for what you're comfortable with. So the whole thing, everything that we had to do, I was comfortable and I felt safe and I felt okay about it because I didn't have to change my boundaries. They changed the scene for my boundaries. And I also really think something really important was that we were the the intimacy coordinator. We were like in the middle of shooting a scene and um the director was like, "Hey, in this shot if we did this type of touch, like it would look really good for the scene." And they like, but they made sure I was okay with it because they're like, if you're not comfortable with that, 
we don't have to do it. We can change it. It's not necessary. And so I think I was like, that really made me so comfortable and so okay with what we were doing is like, they wanted this. However, they were totally willing to, you know, skip by it, give it up and not do it if I wasn't comfortable with that. And I think that's a really good reminder to a lot of circumstances in life that your boundaries should not change. The situation should change for your boundaries. You should not be (coughs) forced to make yourself uncomfortable just because you know you signed up for something, you know, just because you know that, you know, touch was gonna, you know, be involved in this or, you know, you, I think a a big one that kind of relates to this is like getting into relationships because I feel like a lot of people are like, sex is expected like you owe if you're in a relationship you owe your partner sex no no you need to have that discussion with your partner and if you're not comfortable with that you know at all if you're not comfortable with that right off the bat if you need to wait a little bit that needs to be discussed your boundaries should not change just because you know you get into a relationship where you know in some situations like yeah I I think it's it's quite obvious that in in a lot of relationships like you get into it you have sex like but your boundaries should not change just because you think it's expected just because you think oh well I I kind of put myself into the situation guess I have to you know change my boundaries make myself uncomfortable no the circumstances change the situation changes your boundaries do not change unless you want them to change unless you feel comfortable like hey you know what I used to not be okay with this but now I'm okay with it like yeah obviously that's okay in changing of boundaries but if you're changing your boundaries to make someone else happy because you think it's expected because you know whatever no do not put yourself into that situation it will not end well I promise um the next type the next point that I wanted to talk about about consent is talking about enthusiastic consent versus coerced consent or manipulated consent or forced consent, whatever you want to call it. Because <coughs> there is a big difference, my friends. Enthusiastic consent in any type of, of situation is where both parties or all any party involved all parties involved are like absolutely heck yeah I want to do this I want this to happen this makes me happy and excited coerced consent or manipulated consent is party a is begging and guilt tripping party b into doing something because they want it and, you know, the other party is like, I don't really want to do this. And the party A is like, please, please, please. I, you know, I want this so bad. You owe this to me. Like, if you don't do this, I'm going to do A, B, and C. That is coerced consent. And it is not okay. That is not consent. Okay? If people, if somebody is guilt tripping you into having sex and begging until you literally cannot say no anymore, that is not consent. That is not consent, and if you got into that situation, that is assault. And I think that needs to be made very clear because I think a lot of people forget that and they get into these situations where, you know, that, you know, and and that's not, not even for just sex, but things like kissing, like doing anything 
physical like that or or even in situations that are aren't physical at all but it's like you know what I mean I mean and, and I know we're talking about it's it's sexual assault and it's mainly we're talking about physical situations but I think it's really important to know that in in any situations where one party needs to be asking the other party if they're okay with this if it's forced if it's coerced if they're begging and pleading and doing every single thing they can and saying every single thing they can to get this party to agree that is not consent consent is enthusiastic consent between all parties participating it is not one party begging the other because like you know oh if you if you do this i'm gonna get mad at you i'm gonna tell these people like it's blackmailing and that's not okay that's not consent that is assault if that happens so that is a a really important thing to remember is that consent should be enthusiastic from all parties participating not just one all and we talked about this before but consent just because they give it to you in the beginning it can change you always absolutely have the right to change your mind at any point at any point if you thought like hey yeah I want to do this absolutely and then you get into it and you're like you know what I'm not comfortable with this anymore you are allowed to change your mind you are absolutely allowed to change your mind at any point of anything you are allowed to change your mind and if you agreed to it in the beginning and then you changed their mind and they didn't stop that is assault it doesn't suddenly not become assault just because oh well I agreed in the beginning no you have the right to change your mind at any point and if they do not honor that then that is assault if somebody says stop you fucking stop so enthusiastic consent and consent can always change at any point in any situation um this next point i really think is important and i because i think it gets skipped over quite a bit um but I, I think we tend to forget that men can be assaulted as well. And that men need to be asked for consent as well. This was a topic that if you listen to the episode where I talked to, um, I interviewed Michael, um, who runs the Instagram page Fight Toxic Masculinity, we talked about male consent. And this was something really important that I think everyone needs to hear again. Men need to be asked for their consent as well. Because I think we get into this mindset of society tells men from the time they are very young that you want sex all the time. You are horny motherfuckers at all points. You always want sex. You don't turn sex down. And I think we then, kind of stemming off of that as women get the mindset of, Men are always going to want sex. If we want it, they're going to want it. No. Men need to be asked consent every single time. Just because you think that men are always going to want sex. They're not. That's not how it works. There's absolutely going to be points where uh, if you're with a man, then that they may not want sex. And you need to ask them for their consent every time. Just as much as they need to ask you for your consent every time. Men need to ask women for consent women need to ask men for consent men need to ask men for consent men or women need to ask women for consent 
non-binary people need to ask, you know, non-binary people, whatever, who, who, however you identify, whoever you are, whoever you're with, consent needs to go all around, every time, enthusiastically. And I just, I really wanted to pull up that, and, and I don't, and, and again, it's for, it's for, not just sexual, but any kind of that physical thing. If it's holding hands, if it's kissing, if it's touching in any sort of way, make sure it's agreed to. Because <laughs> that can make even little touches. Like, you don't know what someone is comfortable with. You don't know the past that someone has. And there's going to be, there could be really light touches that seem very innocent that are incredibly triggering for people. Like, an example is, for me, from my soul as a child, I one of my triggers is when I get touched on my lower back. So like, and even though that seems, you know, like an innocent touch, like that's not sexual at all. That's really triggering for me. So if you don't know me and you don't ask for consent when you're touching me and you just immediately go and touch me there, like that's, I'm going to flip out and that's not good. So you don't know people, you don't know their stories, you don't know what they're comfortable with. So touches that might even seem innocent in your mind and okay ask for consent ask for consent to kiss ask for consent to hold hands ask for you know consent to hug people i think that's a really important thing is that there's gonna be people who don't want to fucking hug you and if you're one of those people who are like oh i'm just a hugger and you go around hugging everybody without asking it before without having kind of some sort of agreement that they're okay with that you make people really uncomfortable. So, consent, consent, consent. For all genders, all people, everything, all the time. Consent is so important. Please. Please. Yeah. So, those are all my points that I think I need to make. That's all I have written down. Um, I know this is a, was a bit of a, of a heavier episode, but very important things that we always need to talk about. And we always need to remember that you can say no, you should say no. You should always ask for consent. Do not let somebody manipulate, manipulate you into giving consent. Focus on yourself, focus on what's going to make you happy. What's going to make you comfortable. Stick to your boundaries Don't let the situation change your boundaries. Let your boundaries change the situation. And just know that you, anything that bad that's happened, you did not deserve that. And my heart is with you. And I'm so, so sorry for every single human being, listening or not, that has ever been through any type of sexual assault ever. My heart is with you. And I'm so sorry, but you are so strong. You are unbelievably strong. And you're getting through this. And I'm right here holding your hand while we're doing it. And I just want everyone to remember how unbelievably loved you are. You are so loved. Each and every single one of you listening. And not listening. All the humans out there. Um, you all deserve the world. You are so important. You matter so, 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 so much. And if you haven't heard it yet today, I love you and I'm proud of you and wherever you're at in your journey. 
And I just, yeah, I love all of you so, so much. Thank you for listening. Um, Yeah, I will talk to you guys in the next episode.